This episode of the Out of Bounds Podcast is brought to you by Fisher Skis. Hello. Um, how's everybody doing? How is life? How how are you? Uh, we have a great episode today with my friend Abe Maynard. Abe joins the ranks of people who have been on this show three times, um, which I believe is only Andrew Drummond. Um, shout out to Andrew, who just ran like 130 miles or 120 miles or something this last weekend at Bubba's, uh, which is a crazy, crazy thing to do. I am always impressed at what that dude can do. It's like he's so mellow, he's so casual about everything that you forget that he's such a freak athlete. Um, and shout out to Hillary as well. Hillary, I think, did 90 miles. Like, I mean, both of them are just absolute monsters, and I, uh, I'm i always impressed at what those, what those two can do. Um, anyway, about our current episode... Abe Maynard is back on the show. This is episode two of Booty Boot Camp. The first one, the audio was terrible, and this one, the audio is much better. So I hope you guys enjoy it. We talk about my fitness situation uh, with Abe's new program, The Ski System. Um, I've been following that for about four weeks now. I'm feeling great. Um, I know everybody says that. I have been doing the worst things to myself that I possibly could. Um, over the past few weeks, so I think this uh, the fact that I feel okay at all is a win um, when it comes to the ski system. He's made it easy for me. It's only been a couple days a week, maybe three here and there. I try to fit in some extra stuff, but it's uh, it's great, and he's been holding me accountable, and, and that's been huge. And I actually know a bunch of other people that have signed up for the ski system, and it seems to be going really well. I'm excited to get into this last leg and move past um, the, like pre-training part that I'm in right now. Um, so that I can actually like ramp up, get going and focus on some fitness bits. Um, and, and Abe and I kind of talk about that. We talk about where I'm at. We talk about, um, what he likes. We talk about where he's at cause he had a kind of scary, almost injury. Um, and he talks about the importance of working out and how he thinks that that helped him. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what we'll talk about today. Before we jump into that episode, I do want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Fisher Skis. Uh, obviously, Fisher's been a sponsor of the show for a long time now. They are the best sponsor I could ask for. Um, they are a ton of fun to work with. They offer all of the products that I would want to ski on from, from all mountain stuff to not race skis, not that I really care about race skis at all. Um, but they also offer the most diverse selection of touring equipment, I think, um, of any of the major brands, um, especially with the launch of their new boot, the Transalp, um, which goes along well with the Hannibal ski, the, I mean, really goes along with any ski that you're going to throw a touring binding on. Um, that boot's phenomenal. And it's really one that is welcome to me because I was looking for something a little lighter than the Ranger. Um, but I was also not quite like, I'm a heavy guy. I'm not somebody who can ski a traverse all the time. Um, and I think this was a good, happy medium for me, um, getting into this boot. And I've been super, super impressed at the way that it skis. So if you want something kind of in between those boots, which honestly is a lot of us, um, it's a lot of the people out there, um, need a boot like that Transalp. So, uh, if you're looking for a touring boot this year, they, have those available now. They're just starting to hit stores, so I would highly, highly, highly recommend checking those things out. 
Um, you can check that out at www.fishersports.com or we'll have our gear review on them up on the website www.outofcollective.com next week. Um, I feel like this is the longest intro I've done in a while, but maybe it is, maybe it isn't. A um, couple more things, a couple housekeeping items, if you will. Uh, we have four shows going on right now, as you probably have noticed if you are a subscriber to the show. Um, on Mondays, we are doing Big Stick Energy with Renee McCurdy and Tori Anderson. That has been an absolute hit. And I can't tell you how excited I am going forward. They just had a, they've honestly, since the beginning, like since episode one, they kind of like had their feeling out process, right? Episode two, you could tell they immediately got more comfortable. Um, And then episode three, I mean, this is just an absolute hammer of an episode with Alex Showerman. Um, So for sure, take a listen in to Big Stick Energy on Mondays. On Tuesdays, obviously, it's me. Hey. Uh, and on Wednesdays, we have Mr. Adam X with The Pursuit, um, who has been crushing as well. Uh, his Dan Egan interview from a couple weeks ago is probably one of my favorite interviews that he's done, period. It's probably one of the, my favorite interviews that have come out of the show um, in quite some time. So um, enjoy that on Wednesdays. And on Thursdays, we have John Kroom. John Kroom is a monster on a bike. Um, and he hosts his own podcast. He had been hosting his own podcast for a while, and then he came over to our network or our collective, if you will. And uh, he is—he's uh, killing it. He's got some awesome episodes that just happened uh, over the past few weeks, especially that one with Katie Compton. Um, Katie Compton, if you don't know, popped for doping uh, a few uh, last year, I believe it was last October. Um, and she kind of talks about that, what actually happened, the whole story with it. Um, and yeah, I, I was super impressed at his composure in that interview for sure. So go listen to that. If you get some time, uh, highly, highly recommend and, uh, go check out the new website, www.outofcollective.com. We've got merch, we've got swag, we've got, uh, whatever all the keywords are, vintage gear that we're selling. That's going to fund something very special coming up, uh, soon that we'll talk about, uh, and also it's got new articles. So we've got a job posting, a job board listed there. Um, we've got, uh, recaps of the interviews coming. We've got opinion pieces. There's one coming out on my thoughts on full tilt very soon. So, um, enjoy it. But anyway, <laughs> that was a ramble. This is the longest intro I've done in a while for sure. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode with my friend, Abe Maynard. See ya afterwards. Let's just do this thing, huh? Yeah, let's just jump right into it. I got a, uh, I gotta go do a TV interview after this, and it's like, uh, talk about pretty Hollywood. Yeah, pretty Hollywood. No, no, no. oh, local news is not is not Hollywood. ATLA Mountain News. It is, uh, it is the opposite of that. Um, anyway, uh, Abe Manor, tell people who you are. Tell people. I don't know your name. I feel like people should know you by this point, but who knows? Like, I've, it, it's got to be so redundant. Just be like, "Hi, I'm Abe Maynard, and this is what I do." Yeah, uh, I'll, we'll we'll run through it anyway. My name is Abe Maynard. I created the Ski System, a strength and conditioning site specifically for skiers and winter athletes. Um, I was a mogul skier of twelve plus years. Grew up in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. It's kind of where I put my time in there. Um, I live in Southern California now, but. I love to ski. I love to train. I've been a personal trainer for going on nine years now. 
coaching, you know, people from all different backgrounds, from sedentary individuals to high level athletes. And this was kind of the, I think a perfect time to deliver this type of product to the market because people are thinking about training, I think for the first time as enthusiasts, whereas when I was younger, it was just either athletes trained or no one else trained. Right. But now, you know, one of the benefits of social media, I think is you get exposure to see athletes and people doing their kind of day-to-day off-season stuff. And so people are for the first time going, huh, you know, maybe I should actually start doing that or, or prepping my body for the season, even though it's not what I do for a living, but at the right. end of the day, no one wants to get fucked up while they're skiing. So everything that we can do to prep ourselves, you know, that's ideal. So that's a little bit about me. Um, also worth noting for those that are, you know, new to this episode or, or those who have listened in the past, we are doing a special promotion only for the out of bounds podcast listeners. So if you use the code out of bounds, 20, you get 20% off your first month, uh, at getskisystem.com. And it's all so, caps. Yeah. All caps. Yep. Out all of caps. bounds 20. Awesome. Um, yeah. So if people haven't listened to the first episode we did of this, basically the goal is Abe's taking me through this, through a version of the ski system for me to kind of get me in shape, ready for ski season. Um, I definitely have a weak left side, a weak left leg. So our goal is kind of to even that out a little bit and kind of just make me stronger overall, ready to ready for the season. I am four weeks into it, I think something like that. Um, and I'm starting to feel better. Um, so I guess we're going to kind of just do an update of what that's been like. We'll do, we'll talk a little bit about some of the stuff that's in the workouts that you gave me, but we'll also talk about like some of the human error, if you will, um, because that's yeah. a big part of it as well. Um, I've been, well, I guess we'll start there. I've been insanely busy for the last few weeks. I've been working at a state fair, eating like shit and, uh, <laughs> basically treating my body like shit but then getting home super late at night like 11 p.m 12 p.m something like that or 12 is it 12 a.m or 12 p.m really hard to say <laughs> um <laughs> tough, to, tough to call i don't know but um yeah it's it's just been a lot like i picked a weird time to start doing this um mm-hmm. and i've kind of been trying to like squeeze it all in there so while i feel like my consistency has been pretty good the outside factors in my life have been pretty bad um, yeah. and like, like I told you, I texted you this and I was like, dude, I'm doing the workouts. I'm just not committing to that. I'm not working out the way I normally would. It's not the same intensity. I don't have the same, like, I'm not locked into these workouts the same way that I was week one because right. I had nothing going on week one. And now on week four, I'm, you know, I'm selling skis for, you know, eight to 10 hours a day at a state fair, you know, like it's very, it's a big swing. So, um, yeah. So what do I do with stuff like that? How do you, how do you get people to make this work in their real life? Well, you bring up probably one of the most common issues that people are going to run into, which is consistency and motivation. And that's just like, I mean, look, there's people like me that do this for a living. I obviously like, I love to train. I enjoy it. I love the outcomes. It's very easy for me to wrap my head around getting motivated for it. Yeah. But I know that that's not the 99% of the people out there, right? Like most people have really busy lives, tons of shit going on, a small window where they can fit in exercise, even if they can fit in exercise, families, job requirements, travel, all this stuff. So it becomes a challenge, one, to create the time to do it, but then two, to execute it is a whole nother thing. And I think that's where like having something like this season in the future 
I hope helps people jump this hurdle because it gives you a little bit of like a why behind the what. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, no one wants to get hurt in the season and then lose out on the remainder of this season. So I always try to remind people of keeping that frontal, like focusing your training for the purpose of being able to ski pain-free the rest of the year. Mm. But we'll take you as a great example, right? Who loves skiing more than you? I mean, you look, you got to look forward to this just shy of biking, right? All year round. Yeah. yeah. But even with that absolute love for the sport and, and you can't wait to get on snow, sometimes it's not enough. Right. So I guess what we'll kind of turn the tables here. What do you think is the biggest limiting factor for you getting in and finding consistency in the gym? Time in the day. Um, without a doubt. It is like for me, um, especially so right now it's a bigger issue than normally. Normally it is an issue, but it's an issue I can avoid by getting up early. Right yeah. now, if I get up early because I'm going to bed so late, like, I mean, I'm home at 11 or 12 or whatever, and I'm not actually sleeping until one or two. Right. I have to wake up at, you know, eight o'clock at the earliest, you know, and that's even a stretch. I would bet for most people that go to bed at two, like that's, you know, you're getting up early for that. Um, so that's my issue currently um, is time. It is an issue normally, but you know, I'm, I'm not an unmotivated person. I am very, I'm a very motivated person. It's just when you run out of time in the day and you're doing this like lethargic workout because you don't have that kind of energy, it almost makes you feel like, okay, should I even be doing the workout? Right. But like at the end of yes, every workout, I yeah. still feel right. Exactly. That's my point is I still yes. feel good that I did it. I just yeah. wish that there was a way to, I don't know, add five hours to the day add, add an hour to the day. It's so, okay. So if, if you know, one, the time is your biggest limiting factor. As yep. again, I'm sure that time is going to be a big limiting factor for a lot of people out there. Where is one place in your week from Monday to Sunday that you feel like you control the time? Um, for me, it's my mornings. Okay. And how many mornings are available, do you think? Do you really like ironed out your schedule? If I had a good schedule, I would say I have two to three mornings a week that are that I can actually like fully control where I'm at. So this is a really important part. And I, I hope people listening think about this. There's always going to be a range of like, what is your actual minimum frequency? And then your kind of ballpark, like in my perfect world frequency. Okay. So even what you said, right? Like, I think maybe two days, but probably three. Three, three is clearly like in your best week when you're stoked and you're feeling energy is high, you're going right. to hit three days. Don't even worry about that always go to the minimum frequency because okay. if you find consistency doing the least amount, you can always build on the confidence of execution. But if you're going for more and you get less, it's always going to be defeating no matter what. Yeah. So we'll start with two days, right? You said one, you can control your mornings more than other parts of the day. So I'll start there Two, two to three days. We're going to eliminate the three days. So we'll keep it down to two. So of these two mornings you're trying to get in, where do you feel like you have the most control again, Monday to Sunday? What mornings typically are less intense than others? Um, honestly, it's really hard to say. Like my schedule is so flu. I'm, I'm probably a bad example in this case because, you know, I work at a ski shop and I host a series of podcasts and groups. So like my schedule flips on the day. Um, like I could, you know, we could have a scheduled interview and like, by tomorrow, it's like everybody quit. I gotta go run a business. You know, like it's right. it, that kind of thing happens for me. Um, I would say like consistently, I have more time Sunday morning. 
um, and I have more time on Tuesday mornings. Yeah. Um, those are usually like my, I know I can get something in almost every week, right? It's again, it's not every week because it just is what it is right now, but it definitely is more consistent than other times. So if I can give you a little feedback, despite all the wildness and the craziness of how nuts your schedule is, you just identified your ideal schedule. Like, you know, you can hit Sunday, you know, most of the time you're going to be able to hit Tuesday. And one, you said you control those days. They're in the morning. Typically week to week, despite craziness, they're going to work. And by the way, we're talking about your nastiest week, right? Right. We're talking about like working the fair every single day, ski shops on fire, no employees, whatever. Still get to. And in that worst case scenario, you just told me, I didn't tell you when to train. You told me the days that work best for you. So now execute those days. Just block out, you know, 35, 40 minutes on both days. Yeah. And try to start there versus trying to climb the mountain of like, I got to hit three days. I got to get it done in the week. Whatever other factors might be weighing in on you. Because at the end of the day, when you get on snow, it doesn't matter if it was Monday, Tuesday each week, if it was Thursday, Friday each week, if it was Sunday, Tuesday each week, it's going to be the compounded consistency over the months that lend itself the best for you to have a fucking bomber season where you don't get blown up. Okay. So my question then is like, if the days don't really matter, what is four days off too much rest, right? Because then you have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I guess that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So that's four days off completely <laughs> without a work. I had to count it out. Um, is that too much time off in between workouts and is between the just Monday off? Is that enough time in between? Like, am I, am I fucking myself there? Um, no, you're fucking yourself by not training. Okay. Like, so I think an important and a really important part to think about when, when asking these questions, these are great questions, right? You know, how many days is too many? What's the ideal frequency, right? You have to start on the lower end of the spectrum of not doing anything olympic level athlete right and closer to not doing anything is let's just get frequency in there consistently we don't even care if it's two days in a row if it's one day and then a six day break it's can you consistently find those eight days in a month and once you do and that's a new habit because right now as we're talking like it's not you know lifestyle factors are impacting your ability to train more so than finding the schedule once it's ironed in there now we can talk about like frequency and nutrition intake all those kind of things because at the end yeah. of the day they don't matter if the training isn't there in the first place you know what i mean right no so it makes sense first you establish and and this is true for anyone like anyone out there it's very easy to when you take on something new especially something like training that de- demands physical effort they we naturally just try to complicate it with all these questions like I don't know if I was going to do a triathlon, for example, which I've never done, I would immediately start at, I'd be like, what, you know, what kind of pedals do I need? Should I be using like right. carbon fiber pedals or like, do I want Velcro on my shoes? Should I right. leave my shoes on the pedals in transition or, or should I wear a unitard or like none of that shit matters if I'm not right. running, biking and swimming first. Mm, that's a very good point. Never even done a triathlon. It doesn't matter yeah. if my bike, if I can hold my bike up by a pinky or if it's a steel frame, like what yeah, matters is matter. getting it done, you know? Huh? Yeah, it's a very good point. I I think we're so, especially in skiing, right? Like we're so obsessed with gear and like what we have and in that moment, I don't think we're enough 
uh, we're not obsessed enough. And we talked about this the first time I ever talked to you. It was like skiing has this stigma where it's like you can just go out there and have fun, right? They don't do the work beforehand. Like they don't yep. do the workouts in the off season, or at least like it's not highlighted enough, right? There's very seldom professional skiers out there that do you see like them put out a training reel, right? Like from yeah, the season. When totally. you see it, you're like, oh, they're like, that's a fucking monster. Like, right? Like that dude is working. That lady is work. Like, that's what Johnny Collinson has made his career off of at this point. It's like people yeah. know him more as like ripped muscle guy than guy who's a skier almost, you know? Like it's like it's 50-50. He's got like online training programs now. And it's like that stuff is really cool. But I don't know. I guess people just don't see it enough because in skiing, it's so like, oh, we can just do their, we can just go skiing and that's the work for skiing, right? Is skiing more. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's funny while you're on the, the John Collinson thing, I saw something that like, it bothered me so much because what he's doing is so great. I mean, just in terms of his, he's exposing people to the fact that there is consistent training in the off season for a lot of these athletes, right? Like he's yeah. putting in a hell of a lot of work. Unfortunately, he had a knee injury last year, which was devastating, right? And it is season. Yeah. And we've all seen the hard work that he's been putting in in the off season. But on one of like, I got targeted for one of his ads for the, um, his like online program. And one of the first comments was someone was like, uh, you know, aren't you the guy that blew his knee anyway? Kind of saying like, yeah, this right, is right. dumb. Like, aren't right. you the idiot? How can you market this? And you're the jackass that blew his knee. And I'm like, Dude, training doesn't prevent injury. It reduces the risk of it. But right. that's an extreme athlete in a really traumatic situation. Like, yeah. he was exploded. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't like the guy caught it along, a dude. Yeah. yeah. Or he went to unclip his bindings to go in the lodge and have a beer and, like, didn't come out of him and twisted knee. I mean, on the far end of the spectrum, traumatic things, acute instances blunt trauma to joints and ligaments like they're going to explode whether you're the most conditioned athlete in the world or not but that is not a reason to not prep your body at all for the right. upcoming season you know oh and you're definitely going to feel better i mean i told you this like when i when we were going through the the assessment my left leg is so much weaker than my right leg right mm -hmm. and i was telling you like i'm having a hard time since I had ACL surgery, I, my turning has never been the same. Like, I haven't had the same confidence in my ability to turn left, I think it is. <laughs> um, I know when I'm skiing because I'm like, fuck, you suck. And then I make a right turn. I'm like, oh, this is fine. Um, but it's just very bizarre. And overall, it just makes you ski shittier because you're not as strong. And you can see the difference in the two sides is significant. And I mean, for my situation, it's injury related, it's surgery related, and it's recovery related. But because I wasn't always like that, like, I mean, at one point, I had an even, like an even playing field. But right. for a lot of people, I think they're, they have that issue, right? They've had a past knee injury, they've had a you know, a traumatic injury of some kind that they're really concerned about going into skiing. I mean, how many people do you know that have been like, oh, I don't ski anymore. I blew my knee up and I'm done. Like, it's, so many, man. It's a, it's a shame. It happens all the time and it really doesn't need to. And I think a, a system like this helps people like me actually have some focus and consistency in their life because that's one of the things that I, I told you in the beginning I needed more than anything is consistency, right? Like, I work out and I'll work out like a fucking animal for one hour, two hours, you know, once randomly in a week, and then it'll be another random time the following week, right? So it's it keeps me in the same shape, but it never gets me in better shape. 
And even though I haven't been doing these workouts in the same consistency that, or the same, with the same commitment that I would like to, um, in terms of how like mentally there I am and even how physically there I am, I feel better four weeks in already. Like I feel stronger, like my legs feel stronger. I can hold, uh, wall squats longer. Like I am like these things I'm measuring as I'm going along and I'm like, all right, I, I'm starting to feel a difference, even though I'm not putting it into the level that I really want to. Like I'm holding myself to a higher athletic standard, I think, than maybe, maybe most people do, and maybe not. Who knows? Um, but I just think it, it's already made a difference for me, even with all of this. So I guess that's a testament to how well this can work for people. Yeah, and I, one of the big things with launching this was like, I want to make it applicable to average person just looking to. Hey, I'm going to ski a week in November. I don't want to get hurt. And on the website, if you go to the website and look through the programs, I mean, there's complex Olympic lifting, strength building programs for power development. And then on the lower end of stuff, there's just straight up two day a week mobility programs. Hey, let's get your flexibility and your mobility better than it is now. I mean, those are very, very low mental and physical demand programs to complete, but it provides structure. And I think what you're, saying here like when you talk about despite the lack of you know commitment that you said you would want to apply to something like this when you do find the frequency and the consistency you are experiencing benefit because it is structured it's not just going in and running through what you remember from high school it's actually thought out and so there's there's progressions and there's movement complexity changes and things like that that lend themselves to being on snow and i think that that you know the The most important part is that, and I I urge everyone to do this with themselves. I do it constantly is you're being honest with yourself. That's the most important thing. It's one thing to be like, yeah, dude, crushing it. I'm, you know, nine days a week. And then I look at the program and there's like no entries, no dates, nothing, but you're recognizing where you're at. You're, you're starting to recognize the benefits that you're getting from your efforts, but you also know your foot's not fully on the gas. So there's still room for improvement. Totally. And that's an important part to recognize for people. I've, I've had plenty of clients in the past where they start something, struggle to find consistency in the beginning. We keep having these conversations and navigating different changes in life demands. And then bam, they're, you know, six weeks into something with perfect consistency and they feel the best they ever had. Everyone's at a different starting point and a different, you know, spot in their journey. So just knowing where you are, recognizing it, and then knowing where you want to go is huge, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's easy for me because I can just text you and be like, hey, like, I'm I'm going to do it now, right? Like, right. I'm getting – I text you wicked late, and I was like, dude, I'm going to get it in right now, late night. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to do it, right? And that holds me accountable, and you text me all the time, and you're like, dude, get the shit done. And it's like that actually – helps me a lot because then I know somebody other than just me is holding me accountable because if I'm like the way that I am, I will be like, all right, people need me to do this, 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 and this, right? I will not go and do things for myself, right? I won't do the thing that like just I need to do, like working out for me, like just going on a ski tour, just going on a bike ride, just going on a run. Those things I always push off secondary because they're for me. And right. they're not for somebody else. As soon as somebody else is holding me accountable for those things, I do them, right? That's why I sign up for, like, dumb events, like this 50K that I'm running, right? Like, that stuff holds me accountable to get to a certain level, right? So I know at the end of the day, I have a hard day. I have a 
I have a goal to set basically. Right. Um, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm shooting at basically. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a very, it's a very interesting process for me because I've never had a structured workout like this. And I will tell you it being online, like right now I'm just doing it from the Excel file. It, it made a big difference when I printed it out and I just put it on my gym wall like yeah. that. Cause I have a little like 10 by 10 home gym. Like just, I feel like a ton of people do like, there's not a ton in it, but there's enough to get the workouts in. I printed it out and I put it like I just taped it to my wall. And that's extremely helpful for me uh, because it allows me to track. Some people really like having it on my on their phone, right? They like having like the click and like it be right there. But for me, I need a mix of both, right? If I don't know what the workout is, like I did not know. I'm looking at it right now. Um, sorry. I did not know what a military push-off was, push-up was. I didn't know what a kneeling pell-off press was. I didn't know what either. I have no idea, right? So having the links to that, like having yeah. the ski system stuff to go back to is actually really helpful. Um, because that's then you can use both too, sides of it. On the site, like within, and, and just for reference, when we started doing this training program, the site wasn't live yet. So you didn't have actual access. So when you finish right. this phase, we'll ha- actually get you onto the, the physical site so you can experience it. But if you're on there, every single exercise has a video link showing exactly how to do it in an unweighted version. So I demonstrate the movements in an unweighted version, meaning let's say, for example, it's a barbell back squat. I just use the bar so that you can see how the movement's done. It's obviously up to you to load that. Yeah. But there's not a single exercise out of all 360 of them that don't have a video link immediately right there. So if you're unsure yeah. what it is, you don't know how to do it, you don't know what it looks like, you just click the video link, demonstrates it, and then you can get back to your training. And there's, to your thing about writing it, like obviously the website works very well with mobile. It's built to work on an iPhone or an Android so that you can actually yeah. have your phone there, take notes, um, log your weights from the previous days, so you can reference back to it, et cetera. But I'm also very old school in my training. And I don't think I've ever gone through a training program without having a notebook nearby. I just like to physically write stuff down. I always have. And so there's no shame in doing that. If you're running this thing off of your phone and you're in the gym and you're training, but you like making physical notes or references, energy level notes, whatever for yourself, that's great. Do it. And then just, you know, note the day that you're on and you can reference that back. But that's a great way to do kind of self-accountability for sure. Yeah, because like if I have it just on my phone, for me, I will open a thousand other things. You know, I will go there to just look at that one thing, but I will end up opening Instagram, Twitter, my text, I'll end up make I'll make memes, I'll end up like, you know, emailing a sponsor, I'll end up like responding. And then like I'm half in the workout, right? Not even like I'm not focused on it, right? So I found as soon as I started printing it, it worked for me. And then I'll just go back in and I'll just like if I have questions, if I don't know what a workout is off the top of my head. Then I use it to my advantage. And a lot of times I'll just do it right before the workout and I'll be like, okay, I'll spend five minutes and I'll just make sure I know what I'm doing and then I'll go um, and kind of run with it. I'm, I'm really excited for you to, you know, I think it's going to be easier and easier to wrap your head around the motivation as you start to smell snow in the air. Like, yeah, it's a tall order for a lot of people to get a program going in the off season when you're not being paid to ski professionally. It, right. it, it is, you have to have inherent motivations there for sure. But as we get into the end of September, the start of October, I mean, even oh, here in Southern there. California, it's cold at night. You know, like we lit a fire last night for the first time, yeah. which 
I know everyone not in California is laughing at me writing a, you know, making a fire in California. It sounds ridiculous, but it's getting colder. You can tell that winter's right around the corner. And when yeah. you actually start to feel that, then it's like, oh, you know, I think I could get on a program now in these last, it's six weeks. Like you can run an amazing program in six weeks. Yeah. Really make some progress. And you put yourself right in the beginning of November. And, you know, most mountains open around Thanksgiving. So you do that plus a little mobility work. And I mean, you could be dialed for this season and truly feel different than you've ever felt before. Like that's a, that's a real thing. Anyone yeah. out there who's, who has never trained to ski, you, I can only equate it to like, if you don't know that you have a bad eyesight and you go in and you find out that you actually do and you need a prescription and then you get to wear glasses for the first time. Yeah. That's the difference in what training does to your ability to ski, to have edge control, make aggressive turns, get the hell out of the way when gapers are just cruising across your tips, not looking where they're going, right? So many injuries happen on snow because other people, it's like drivers and motorcycles, totally. it's not the motorcyclists. It's the idiot staring down at their feet while they're doing a left turn in an intersection. So yeah. being able to get out of those people's way, make quick decisions, decelerate, accelerate, jump, land, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on of the benefits that you'll experience from putting a minimal frequency of training into your, the end of the summer here in fall. Right. But um, I can stand on that soapbox all day. <laughs> <laughs> as you should i mean so what do i do next right so like i'm gonna finish this in i got this week and next yep. week and maybe another as well but i think it's only two weeks left yep. what's what's the plan next how do i ramp up beyond that six weeks and how do i continue this because the ski system doesn't just end right like there's more to it always that you can keep doing or you can continue doing the same thing but what's what's the program great question so these, these next two weeks, I mean, we'll talk about you specifically and then just expand that a little bit to generally the listeners, but for you specifically, it's to iron in this consistency, yeah. you know, find those, you said it Sunday, Tuesday mornings, most control you have in the week, <clears throat> execute that. So find those days, find the consistency there. Even if you're going in and it feels like you're putting forth 50% effort, if you can put in 50% effort two days every week for every week that's way better than hundred percent on one day and then not doing anything. So mm. in these next two weeks, it's finding that consistency. I think the fair will be over, right? So it's, it'll it's be a little Sunday, bit easier. Thank God, to, yeah. Or, or not. <laughs> um, it's over this Sunday, but I'll, I'll have some time this morning cause I'm, I'm on the afternoon. So I'll, I'll, perfect. I'll do it. Sunday so morning. finding that minimal frequency, rounding out the program from then we'll do like you and I will do a little bit of a reassessment. We'll probably do like maybe another wrap up episode to see what kind of progress or adjustments you made. Cause I think that that's really important for listeners yeah. here too. And then we'll actually get you into the ski system now that it's live so right. that you can run a program from there and get, you know, actually experience it. But then you're in the sweet spot. I mean, you're truly in like a six week cycle right before you get on snow. Right. And that's going to look like depending on where everyone is at, you know, there's a lot of different programs to apply to a lot of different things. So we can, you can work on power development, strength development, plyometric abilities. So ability to like jump, land, change direction, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's very important close to the season because that's what your muscles are going to be doing when you're on snow. Mm -hmm. So depending on the consistency you find and how your body feels, we'll select the best program out of the list for you to get on. And then it's, I mean, that period there is really telling for how much progress you can make right before you get on snow. Yeah. 
And the last couple of weeks of that, you'll really want to start taking whatever strengths you have built in the off season, like raw strength, you know, for example, the ability to do a squat under heavy weight. And now we want to move that. So now can you do things at speed? Can you move resistance for speed? Can you change direction? So we'll put a little more emphasis on that so that you're actually moving your body through patterns that you're going to experience on snow. And then as you get closer to the season or you're actually on snow, you want to do some sort of like minimal maintenance throughout the season because you've worked hard to build to that point. You've put a lot of effort in and you don't want to lose any of the efforts that you've, or that like the progress that you've made once you're in the season. So mm -hmm. you get on something that's very minimal, like a mobility maintenance program or a, you know, one or two time a week, very light strength program that complements your skiing. Yep. And then you can stay on that. You know, that's what the majority of athletes do if they don't have an insane travel schedule is something that's minimal frequency maintenance based. So low volume, low loads, low intensity, still going through the movements, but keeping their body primed so that you can keep skiing. Cause the majority of people ski enthusiasts, right? You're not skiing seven days a week. Yeah. It's one or two days a week work falls in there somewhere. So maybe one or two days a week, by the way, what maybe one or two days a week, right? Yeah, like maybe, a lot of people, right? like, like if you get out on a Saturday. And so what do you do with those other five days? I mean, that's where something like I see, and from my experience, um, the ski system would fit because it gives you structure for those other days so that right. you don't get out on Saturday and you get totally whacked and you're like, Jesus, my legs feel like shit. I, I just like, don't have it in me this season. And then you're taking all week to recover so you can go and get crushed again on the next Saturday. Right. Right. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm, I'm psyched to move into the next chapter. I'm psyched to finish out this strong. Like that's kind of my goal is to finish this, like where we're at, be yeah. consistent, get the minimum of two. I'd like to get three the last couple weeks. Like that's what I'm, I'm hopeful for, I guess, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It's uh, we're, we're rolling into ski season. So I'm getting busier and busier and I'm realizing that by the day, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, anyone, you know, anyone listening right now, just think of the person that you know that's blown their knee mm. at some point in their life. It fucking sucks. Straight up. It's horrible. It's, you know, potentially season ending. Many people don't come back from it, unfortunately, just from not taking the correct steps of physical therapy or having quality yeah. surgery access, whatever, healthcare issues. You don't want to be in that boat. And a lot of it is preventable to some degree. You can reduce injury significantly by training. Yeah. And if that means five, six, seven more seasons in your life, I mean, you would only be able to connect the dots going backwards, you know, but if you knew that training would set you up for more seasons, less injury, and you knew it for a fact, you would do it 10 out of 10 times. So yeah. I no, hope that I think everyone, you're dead on, you know, dude. I think you're going. dead on. I really like, I, I think this is a great program and I think it, it will benefit a lot of people. And it, honestly, like you're a testament to it too, right? Like I saw, like I saw you at a jujitsu match like Dude. last weekend, like it looked like your knee was worked for a second. Right. And then you were like, Oh, I'm okay. I mean, I'm just icing it. And this is shitty. actually, dude, this is a, a great, I'm glad that you brought this up because I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Dude, I saw it and I was like, that is so bad. Dude, gnarliest thing of, like I said, I skied competitively for 12 years. I've eaten shit hard. I've 
bobbled my bottom air and hit face first into the last six moguls, slid across the finish line. I've had some really gnarly crashes. Yeah. No experience was gnarlier than this past Saturday. And if you want to know exactly what it looked like, if you go to my other Instagram, Abe Maynard, and you look at the, there's a jujitsu clip on the post and it's the third slide over. You can see actually what happened to the knee. So for those that don't know really how jujitsu works or, or, or aren't going to look at this, I'll just tell you, my knee was in like, no matter what, there's no way you're going to recreate this position on skis. So if you're wondering like, oh, well, you know, he trains and there goes his knee. Absolutely not. I mean, your foot has to be hooked around your other kneecap and there was external torque from my opponent. Plus I was pulling my knee in a really stupid way. This thing popped loud as a gunshot. I've never heard a noise like this in my life. And usually in a tournament like this, something like that happens. One opponent's going to continue to attack the other because you're trying to win. Mm. instantaneously my opponent backed off I, I haven't really seen that in a clip before but you can see it in the video he instantly stops like everyone stopped i scoot away and i just felt i was so worried i was like man here goes my job because i'm a trainer there yeah. goes my ski season i can't train jiu-jitsu anymore there's no surfing the irony of yeah. like here i am promoting this product to you know make <laughs> yourself like, better off and out. i'm yeah. the jackass who tears his acl off it um but then as you know i was able to sit there i got up i walked away i'm actually i'm going to see the doctor in an hour here just to like totally get peace of mind rule everything out but it i mean that shit happens you know like yeah that was a really really freak incident again if you're unsure how freak it was you can look at it it's super nasty it pretty freak. um but the ability to withstand that is 1000% due to consistencies in training, working on ligament and tendon strength specifically in the off season to mm -hmm. in preparation for the ski season, to have tendons and ligaments that somehow could make it through that without yeah. my knee being in 10 pieces. And additionally, for anyone out there that has suffered an injury in the past or is just apprehensive about the future, those individuals that train consistently, like if you're training strength or conditioning consistently, your ability to recover from an injury is significantly improved. Yeah. This has been studied at length. Like your body is just physiologically more adapted to recovery because it's constantly doing that through the breakdown of muscle tissue and the re repair there. So even if you are injured, the best way to be injured is if you're already training before it happens because yeah. you give yourself a leg up in the recovery. So, I mean, to be fully transparent, my fingers are super crossed. You don't know until you get a doctor to actually look at something. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I can stand on one leg. I can go up and down stairs. I can flex and extend my knee. So all signs point in the right direction. But you never know. It's super scary when, when you go through something like this. And now, you know, when you're looking at the potential outcomes of where your joint could be in the next 10 hours, based on what a doctor says. Yeah. It's super scary and it just makes it real. Like you don't want to be injured, man. Yeah. You do yeah. not want to be injured. And there's no chance by the way you're getting in that position when you're skiing, like the, what you were in like that impossible. is impossible. It would be crazy, especially given that force, but weird shit happens all the time in skis. Like you want to be prepared for it. And I can tell you, like I felt tight and I felt weak the day that I tore mine. And I remember when I tore my ACL, MCL, like all that shit, yeah. I, 
knew the day that I was skiing that I, it wasn't my best day, right? Like I felt not great going into yeah. it. And there's always going to be those days, but I, I always think back to like, okay, if I was a little bit stronger and if I was a little less dumb, I wouldn't have torn it, right? Like it's a combination right. of both things because like the injury was definitely like a little bit of my fault. Like it was, I don't know. It's, it's a long story, but anyway, this shit will help you. Ski system is fantastic and I can't recommend it to people enough like it just it's helped me a ton so far and i uh it's going to help me continue on and there's a bunch of other people on it now too so you got cody cirillo you got like isabel hansen like i mean there's yeah you got a crew going now and i think that's uh i think that's amazing yeah dude cody's cody's ripping i mean it's it was funny when cody and i connect because he and i used to ski together when i was you know younger yeah and um it was really cool to reconnect with him out and tell your eye and he's he's actually been on the program now for like two weeks yeah he's got some good feedback he's starting to compile his like home gym a little bit reaching out to, in the community and getting dumbbells and this and that and yeah. here and there but um yeah it's awesome to see actual athletes utilizing it and providing feedback that you know is only going to make the product better in the future i'm super dedicated to improving this thing i know it's not perfect for sure. And I really welcome everyone who's sent comments and stuff on Instagram or, or bug fixes, things like that. I welcome it, man, because I want this thing to be absolutely bomb proof for all of you guys. And I only have the eyes that I have. So I, I run through it as much as I can, but there's obviously blind spots whenever you create something. So totally. Um, yeah, I'm psyched, man. Where, uh, where can people find the ski system one more time? What's the promo code? And uh, let's tell people where they can get it. So you can do a free seven-day trial at GetSkiSystem.com. If you use promo code out of bounds with an S, 20 at checkout, you get 20% off your first month. Um, on the bottom of the website, there's a program guidance tool. So it'll actually help you find the best program for your abilities, your equipment, the frequency that you want, how much you ski, everything like that. Uh, you can run through that for free. So if you go to the website, GetSkiSystem.com, run through the program wizard, it'll suggest a, a program for you. And then you can run the seven day trial for free just to check it out. So Dialed. that's where it'll be. Awesome. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate the time again. And uh, we'll keep going with this thing. Of course, man. I can't wait to uh, do the checkup in two weeks and, and see you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nine pack. <laughs> I know that might have to get on a down. cycle or two to get there, but um, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. All right, buddy.